Hi, I'm your host, Susan Nay. Welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out. It's a series designed to help you demystify HR and the human resource processes. We're going to talk about people management and get the goods on and see how all this stuff works. You're going to hear from everyday heroes and get their perspectives as we touch on a wide variety of topics, topics that impact us in our work and in our work environments. You'll find nuggets for your treasure chest of learning. Hopefully you'll discover insights for your personal and your professional growth. I'm glad you're here. I suspect it's because you want to be the very best version of yourself, your personal best, and that you get understanding these systems and processes will help you on your journey, on your path. You ready to dare to soar? Want to join me at flight school? Let's do this. Thanks for joining me today. Hi. Welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out, Demystifying HR and People Management. I'm your host, Susan Nay. Today, we're going to talk about transitioning to retirement. I figured it was apropos, given that we talked about public sector pension plans in the last podcast. It's a topic that's becoming of significantly more importance and interest to particularly people in my generation. It's also something that those just wishing for those golden years should actually start getting some thought to. You see, although it may not feel so at the time, those years actually pass quite quickly. And more importantly for our podcast today, once you're finally there, thank you in large part to our better healthcare. There is a lot of years ahead of us. If you've been going at warp speed for decades, that sudden stop can feel like heading into a collision with a brick wall. And it doesn't need to be that way with a little planning. I know, who has time to plan these days? I said we retired when I turned 60 with the great intentions of what I called at the time, coloring outside the lines. I wanted to be able to do my profession differently than what it did look like in my employment mode. It surprised the heck out of me when I found myself really just wanting to catch up on sleep for the three months following my retirement. I was exhausted. And I wasn't feeling a whole lot of zest in doing much of anything, especially with the profession that I just recently left. It took time for me to resurface. I've spoken with other colleagues who experienced the same thing. Although they too had expected to simply move into, for example, consulting, they found that they needed to take care of themselves first. And they have, and that was important. There are others like my last podcast guest, Brian Schramm, who never had actually seen himself continuing to do anything in relation to his area of specialization. But now, over a year has passed since his leaving date, the energy is back. And he's now interested in being of assistance, but in a different way. And as we share, he's now setting himself up for consultancy and and some speaking gigs. There are those who truly have had enough. And they cherish every day that they are now able to wake up and do their own to-do list. One that includes those projects and desires that they'd never previously had the time for. 
My friend is happily back at woodworking projects in his newly renovated garage, taking his dog for long walks, enjoying coffees with his new neighbors, and growing, going on road trip adventures in his new truck. Now, he's been asked to assist again in his profession, but he's really clear that that is not what he wants to do. He has a perfectly wonderful life without the stress that he lived with for many years. I have a girlfriend who's chosen to continue working for a year past her 65th birthday. She's a payroll expert, a really good payroll expert, and her organization needs her due to another employee being away on maternity leave. Loyal to her bones, although she's committed to staying, she does admit to me that she will not be staying on beyond her colleague's return. She's tired, especially after having coped with the additional challenges of the pandemic. She can't wait for the freedom that calls to her. An ancestry calm, family tree genealogy buff. She's already planning trips to search for long lost relatives, including a trip to Ireland. Another past colleague couldn't wait until she could truly become part of her grandchildren's lives. She has embraced retirement as wholeheartedly as she had planned for. Although I've called several times to see if she could assist an organization with a project, with a very obvious smile on her face, she has declined. Always her priority is now focused on assisting her daughters with the school pickup and cheerfully unwilling to break a date with one of the grandchildren. She is truly in her glory and it shows. And there are those of us that found that the abrupt halt to our work routines presented their own problems. I've heard of challenges to relationships with the transition, partners needing to adjust to more time together. The more limited income, and unanticipated health challenges that seem to appear without notice in our increasing age. With so many marriages ending in divorce and second families now a reality, asset splitting and retirement income splitting can compound these. One of the many variables to the above scenarios is that we tend not to plan to reflect upon the fact that many of us will have several decades of this long sought for freedom to live through, hopefully with the anticipated enjoyment that we had envisioned. Retirement is a wonderful time for dusting off that guitar or the piano, of taking lessons to re-enjoy musical instruments that were something that perhaps you did because it was everyone else that did it too, or a pressure from a parent. Better yet, what did you love to do when you actually had the time to pursue passions? Did you love helping create things in the kitchen? Whenever I peel apples for apple crisp, I see myself helping my mom as she prepared the fruit for a homemade pie. It always made me feel really good inside. And if you think, oh, I'll never be good enough, who cares? As Albert Einstein reminds us, Everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will spend its whole life believing it to be stupid. As we are all too frequently taken out by our concern about what others will think, or allowing those negative 
inner voices, those negative Nellies to take control. Don't be the fish trying to learn how to climb a tree. Find something that fits nicely for you. I know I'll never be an Olympic swimmer, but that shouldn't keep me from climbing back into those pool lanes and rebuilding my swimming muscles. There's nothing wrong with doing it just because it feels good. I know, novel concept. And you will now have time to do these things. And there will be those of you, like me, still wishing to contribute, just differently. After I semi-retired, I remember being a passenger in a car and looking up into the buildings in downtown Vancouver, wondering what would it have been like to have worked from one of those corner offices with a view of the Vancouver Harbor. As a consultant, I have now done so, working on a contract providing HR support services to a nonprofit organization. I've been able to assist other local government organizations, parachuting in to take care of a pressing need, and then complete when the contract had ended. It's been wonderful. I've been able to meet new people and work more closely with people that I already knew. I've had experiences that I could not even have dreamed of in my earlier years. I believe it's kept me interested and interesting. It's also helped me to see where I should not go. The corporate world changes very quickly. I am no longer as current in some areas. And there are others that require an energy that I struggle to find. <laughs> as my payroll expert girlfriend said to me, they're planning to implement a new payroll system when my colleague returns. I have absolutely no interest or inclination to learn a whole new system at this point in my, my life. It is time for me to exit. What about you? Do you still feel that you aren't quite done, but wish to offer your skills and expertise differently? Are you interested in doing this within your current situation? Have you considered asking if you could go part-time? or perhaps use your vacation credits to work a reduced work week? Could your organization use your talents to help orient your replacement or build the skills and transfer your knowledge to an internal successor? And when you retire, how, have you considered how you might use your skills? My friend continues to use her accounting certification by doing taxes for her friends and her strata's financial needs. Another past colleague has returned to coaching kids in hockey. Golf, anyone? <laughs> no longer so concerned with her handicap. My girlfriend and her husband retired to the Okanagan in British Columbia, now nestled in a beautiful home on the edge of the Predator Ridge Golf Course. I don't need to tell you their passion. They are out on the greens as often as they can be for the pure pleasure of the game and the camaraderie of the, their new community. Perhaps you've always been intrigued by the workings of your community government. My partner loves his new responsibilities of being a commissioner on the Recreation and Culture Commission. Others have decided to run for local government or school board positions. Are there board positions that interest you? You likely have a great deal to offer from the years of experience that you've acquired over the years. Why not put it to good use? My stepmom continued to volunteer at a local thrift shop sorting through and pricing donations until her health necessitated that she stop. She loved the people she worked with, 
She left the organization knowing she was available, and she was able to be there when others wished time off the weekend, because weekends don't matter to, to her anymore. Her whole week is now a weekend, very different from the years that she worked within the legal sector. For her, it was the people contact that she appreciated and the fun of the events they put on, fashion shows of the latest and greatest or zaniest donations, all for sale, of course, to community members attending the show. We're all different. What is the common denominator is that giving some thought to those golden years is a really important piece of this life transition. The organization I'm currently helping out provides financial planning sessions periodically. They also have an individual come in and talk about the pension plan that employees contribute to. If these are being offered to you, take advantage of them. They'll help you start thinking about the things that you'll need to consider and interests that you may wish to start to look into, those baby steps forward. It's also helpful to find yourself a financial consultant, someone who can take a look at your assets and liabilities. They too will need an understanding of what those plans look like for you. Do you plan to do extensive travel in your retirement? This can be expensive. Typically, do your family members live long lives or have there been health challenges that you might also need to watch for? How many years do you think you're likely to live? What about your partner if you have one? Do you plan to live where you're currently living? Are you planning to downsize and use the accrued capital? Is the place that you had initially thought of moving to still affordable? I at one point wished to move to Vancouver Island off the coast of British Columbia, but I'm seeing that Victoria has become just as expensive as Vancouver. It might be best for me to stay put in my current home. It would be a comfortable place to age as I increasingly appreciate being able to walk to things and not have to contend with traffic. These are all considerations. And when you are truly done, what then? What will keep those hours fulfilled? What books have you longed to get your nose into? What haven't you made time to see over the years? What held your curiosity earlier in your life? Have you ever made the time to explore your own city? I'm just reading Julia Cameron's book, It's Never Too Late to Begin Again, Discovering Creativity on meaning of midlife and beyond. It's a great read for anyone interested in diving deeper. Anyway, Julia encourages that we take ourselves on what she calls artists' dates. They're adventures of discovery. As an example, I spent several years as a child growing up in Victoria on the slopes of Mount Tolmy. As a kid, I would enjoy hours on that mountain, pretending, playing games with friends, and loving just being outside. And for me, the special energy of the gnarled, gary oaks and the wild grasses. I continue to be called to that mountain as an adult. An artist date for me would be to pack a picnic lunch and take my journal and a good book to a lovely patch of grass under those same oak trees and just be in that space. Others may rewalk the path that took them to their elementary and high schools or revisit school gyms that hold memories for them just because it is something that always has called to them. I love the Nike logo, just do it. Julia also recommends just spending time again on your own, walking to just be in the moment, to listen and to observe. 
to smell and to feel. Retirement is a time of huge transition, and it is a time we long for, those golden years. Yet, once they finally arrive, many of us are feeling inside us much younger than our birth certificates tell us. That said, many of us also don't have the same energy that we had several decades earlier. It can be very frustrating. I know I tire more easily. <laughs> I also don't recall having the same desire for the odd afternoon nap when I was in my 40s. It's a wonderful time of our lives and one we indeed should look forward to. And hopefully we have been able to plan for not having to work at least quite so hard. If we still need to work to make ends meet, again, hopefully it's something that you could enjoy and feel that you're contributing your knowledge to or something that you can do that might be less stressful. Or perhaps be closer to what you truly wish to have worked out in your career but didn't. As an example, I have a friend who enjoyed supplementing her pension by working part-time in a kitchen shop. As a great cook, she appreciated the perk of being able to buy lovely dishes and gadgets at a discounted price. I loved that benefit too. Steve Gilliant wrote the book, Enjoy the Ride. The true joy of life is in the trip. So many of us have lived lives encouraged by others. They weren't always the choice that we would have made, or we made choices along the way that didn't end up being the best ones for us. Retirement's an opportunity to crack this. And the transition. We are often defined by what we do. Part of the adjusting to just being, add your name here, can be challenging. Hi, I'm Susan. Not, hi, I'm Susan. I'm a human resources professional. The freedom also comes with losses, loss of that identity. Steve's right. The true joy of the life is in the trip, and it's now a new trip with new opportunities and adventures. And it's more than okay to just take those baby steps forward. I'm going to go back to the guitar. If you used to love playing the guitar and you left this love back with the years before kids and a mortgage, why not try picking up that instrument for a few minutes each day and start rebuilding those calluses? Did you enjoy dabbling in art once upon a time? How about visiting an art gallery on the weekend or purchasing some acrylic paints and making a moment of time to just dabble? I know it's become trite to say that the present is just that, a gift, but it is the only thing that truly matters. Our past is done and we have absolutely no idea of what our futures will look like. We do have this moment and we can choose, choose joy in this moment as a life choice in our retirement. Because for all we hope for in our future, that time is not a guarantee. We all have friends we have lost too early, and many of those were completely unexpected. So wisdom from Steve, enjoy the ride, and using his chapter headings to help whet your appetite, check your passion. Don't fear what you want the most. Cure your destination disease. Make now the most interesting time of all. Follow the directions that the fork in the road turn right as the other direction is the wrong direction. Remember the rainbow. No one can ruin your day without your permission. Dare to be different. Comparison prohibits you from seeing your uniqueness. 
refocus your attention, decide what's important, never take it for granted. It is all about choice. Denise Bissonnette, in her book, The Wholehearted Journey, reminds us that the many lessons from nature. I've chosen her poem, Lessons from the Apple Tree, Part 2, a perspective from the apple tree to close the podcast. Sit back and enjoy. Every day, the two-legged creature comes out to look at me. She sits in the shade of my branches and leans against my trunk. I want her to gather my fruit and bake a pie. I want the scent of cinnamon and apple to waft from her kitchen window. But I suspect I am the first apple tree she has ever really known. She is far more enthralled with my process than she is with the possibility of my fruit. She just looks at me in wide-eyed amazement. She delights in my blossoms last spring. But I'll tell you, she has this thing for my apples. Don't get me wrong, any tree on God's green earth would love to be in my roots, to be admired and doted upon through human eyes. But I am dumbfounded, because it appears to me as if she does not know what she is as if she is blind to her own gifts. There is so much I would say to her if I could. If my branches were a choir and my fruit were a song, this is what I would sing. To be a tree, a river, or a mountain is a wondrous thing. Ah, but to be human, all of creation looks back on you and your resplendent giftness. You with your holy hands, your nimble fingers, and branching arms that rise and fall at will, arms that can gather and carry and embrace. You with your wild feet and those blessed legs that can sit as if rooted in one moment and then the next stand, run, walk, and then fold again and be still in the forest glen or a meadow of your own choosing. You with your miracle senses, eyes that can see in any direction with the slightest movement of your head from your impossibly limber trunk. Ears that can hear the bird, the cricket, the thundering sky, and your ability to sense the inaudible. A soft body that feels the down of feathers. The ability to taste the bitter, the sweet, the pungent, and to taste with your heart salt from another's tears. Ah, to be human with the privilege of consciousness, to choose or refuse your own flowering, to reflect or neglect your genius, to nurture and bless or ignore and repress your nature. And amidst all of this blessedness, you turn to me, the simple apple tree, as if I, was some kind of garden angel, a keeper of some succulent secret. Please, human, rise. Gather my fruit with your holy hands. Set your wild feet in the direction of the kitchen and bake a miracle pie. Feast on my fruit by employing your own. And together we will set our larger world to blossoming. What fruit is yours to gather? What might it be time for you to set your wild feet 
and the direction of your dreams and decide to make this next chapter a truly awesome one. It is a choice. As you reach this fork in your road, make a right turn. It's your time. Happy thoughts to you as you ponder your next steps and begin the path of transitioning to retirement. <laughs> I hope that you found that fun. Thanks for listening today. I hope that uh, something I've said is a benefit to you and that you've enjoyed our time together. I will put the names of the books I referred to in the podcast show notes. I hope to be with you again. This is Susan signing out, reminding you to dare to soar because I believe you can. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. Well, we've reached our destination for today. Time to lower those wheels and prepare for landing. Thank you for joining me. If I said something that resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast and to share it with others. It would be awesome if you also took the time to provide a review, whatever your favorite social media sites are. If you have a question or an area that you hope I'll cover in a future session, please send me a note either to my website, www.effectingchangefromwithin.com or to my email, susangenay at gmail.com. I look forward to our next time together. In the meantime, soar high. I believe you can. Susan signing off. Thanks again for joining me.